0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
1: This is the local voice of your local announcer trying to find foods, wines, dinners, parties, and all the other things that make life pleasant as we go into the food show. It's a simple idea. What we do is we talk about food or anything that resembles food or anything that you like to take when you are having food you know like a a glass of wine and uh a hot dog no no way maybe, maybe not we'll we'll figure this all out our program has been on the air for uh, 30 something 31 or 32 1, Go one on.
2: 31
1: and uh it, we uh are all backed up with uh covering the f- the uh scene of all the eating that we do uh, that we're lucky enough to have around here in new orleans and the general area, and we invite you to call us and tell us about essentially all the great pleasures that you have had. You don't have to tell us about the bad ones, although if you want to, you can go ahead and do it, because we are uh, we we are critics. We we're not just trying to, you know, kick up a lot of sand, but uh, but we do uh, want to uh, get Take something going, huh?
2: But we want to kick up a lot of sand. Hi. We like to Hello. kick
1: up a lot of sand. You're exactly right. Uh, that's in Marianne. The Marianne is here. What? Over in the sidecar. In the sidecar. By the way, I finally did uh, look that up yesterday, and I found it. Yeah. And grapefruit juice is one of the uh, one of the elements in it.
2: Okay. Well, you shouldn't have one of those. That's for sure. I shouldn't? No, because you're not supposed to drink grapefruit juice.
1: No, that's right? true. I've heard that's you tell true. You've me that a million times. I, yeah, on the other hand, would
2: have a sidecar if I drank because yeah. I love grapefruit
1: juice. She Hi likes everyone. grapefruit juice. It is a lovely Wednesday here. It really is. It's rather cool outside. It's one of those. Oh, uh, Marianne, you've been Tom, told.
2: You've been, you've been fiddling with mics oh, again, I see.
1: No, okay, okay, wait. Let uh, me slip over here. here we All right. Go. And... Uh, put together and uh, see what turns up all right anyway um, yeah we're better already okay good where were we we were talking about something we're talking about
2: sidecars and grapefruit juice and today we're going to talk about paprika now that I'm saying it correctly paprika paprika as my mom used to
1: say yeah well that's how I think most people say it but then again why should we follow most people you or know,
2: when we? I was younger, for some reason we had this thing at my house where if we had a baked potato, yeah, uh, we put paprika on it. Although if, if I said if my parents were alive today and I said something like paprika to them, they double over in laughter, saying, "What are you
1: saying?" <laughs>
2: Anyway, that is the way it is pronounced, though, in the place where it originated, Hungary.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and that's uh, kind of ironic, too, isn't it? Hungary, when yes. you're eating paprika?
2: Well, you know, they have in kind Africa, of... In Africa, no They have no kind less. of really stick-to-the-ribs kind of food there. Yeah. Which I guess makes sense. I mean, I was there last year. Yeah, last year. And uh, it was in the middle of the summer. But I would imagine that it gets pretty cold and nasty in the winter there. Yeah. And you, you need some goulash to warm you to your bones. Well, and that,
1: yeah, we're now back again in... Uh, in. Uh, what, Heading the, toward what,
2: fall, yeah, barreling toward fall, barreling toward the end of the year. I ah, cannot believe that it, that it is, is, is as close to Halloween as it is. Anybody doing anything fun on Halloween? I mean, uh, we had Gregory on the show um, he called in a couple of, like maybe a week ago or so, and said that people <laughs> he can't believe how people are into Halloween.
1: Well, here it comes. How they're, uh, they're
2: buying their spirits and all for Halloween.
1: Uh, well, kids can't is can't resist. No, well, kids are not going to be
2: buying the spirits. I'm talking about adults.
1: Oh, the spirits, yeah. Adults. <laughs> no, I mean, we,
2: you know, we've been invited to some Halloween parties that we are pretty – yeah, I mean in the past.
1: Oh, oh. not this year. Uh, no
2: one has invited us to a Halloween party this year.
1: Huh. Not one. Don't I, I saw anyway. a bunch of them.
2: Yeah. Well, those are those are like public parties, but I don't really need to go to a Halloween party anyway. I feel a little silly dressing up. You do? Yeah, I do. But some people really, really get into it.
1: I don't know. I I remember uh, having a certain amount of Angst and uh, what's another good word? Uh, Tom,
2: you have more than your share of angst on any given day about anything.
1: You might be right. <laughs> but uh, I remember the, the the last time I ever went out trip, trick-or-treating with with a couple of friends of mine. We were all in, I think, eighth grade, seventh grade, maybe it was even younger. And uh, they lived in a neighborhood, and so did I, In a neighborhood that was riddled with uh, houses that had just the kind of kids and adults, for that matter, uh, that would give you a lot of good uh, trick or treats. Yeah, but you
2: probably didn't need good candy because, based on what I've heard about your Easter eggs, you didn't really have a high standard for candy. Like you probably, you probably were okay with those Chico sticks.
1: (laughs) I remember those, but they were Uh, they were awful.
2: Well, you know, I think they were peanut butter based. So I like peanut butter. So no, I like peanut butter. So it was fine with me. But um, but there's a lot of candy that you well, you eat all kinds of candy. But uh, I I wouldn't touch half the candy that you eat. You would? No, it's got to be fine stuff for me. I mean, even in my days of digging M&Ms out of sofa cushions and rinsing them off, I still was into chocolate.
1: Well you are in luck I had in that chocolate. uh you are still growing up with uh, in the family we have somebody who can actually make chocolates and all that kind of stuff although she hasn't been been doing it this year. She's pretty. Busy.
2: I make my own chocolate. You I, mean, do? I make my own chocolate. Where is it? I did make chocolate once when I okay. When, where I, lifted, is it? Where? when I lifted that chocolate pod in Dominica, not Dominica, Dominica, as they say. Dominica. Anyway, today is Dominica. National Pap. Well, it's not National. It's International Paprika Day. If you have mm-hmm. any stories about paprika, as we say, or paprika, if you travel a lot. Um, Give us a call. What is there to say really about paprika? Uh,
1: not a whole lot, except I that like its color. Uh, the color is kind of nice, nice, uh, nice, but that's in nice, you know. If anyway, uh, I knew
2: we weren't going to go past. That I didn't a
1: joke. I didn't know uh, what paprika even was for a long time, and then I learned that. Uh, you can find it in a very mild flavor, and then you can also get it very hot, and it's exactly the same thing. It's a red pepper, and I asked them, well, what kind of red pepper would that be? We have a bunch of them down in New Orleans, and they said it's identical to uh, your standard uh, red, red bell pepper, bell pepper. Yeah. and and it's just dried out and then ground up, and that's that's what you have. That's suddenly... I think it's called paprika. a pimiento.
2: I think it's called a pimiento. A
1: pimiento. A pimiento. Yeah. Pimiento, so especially. If you want
2: to know about paprika. Oh, tell me Let anything. Me tell I'm easy. Let me tell you what you wrote about paprika.
1: I wrote It's a something?
2: simple enough substance. It's simply dried powdered yeah. red pepper. The species right. is capsicum anum, A familiar red bell pepper. However, in Hungary, they've hybridized a variety that's long and narrow with a bit more heat. Hmm. Hungarian paprika, I thought we were the only ones that manipulated food. Hungarian paprika ranges from sweet, not spicy in other words, to very hot. Often the hot varieties get what was from having a cayenne added to them. Not a big deal since cayenne is closely related to this pepper anyway.
1: Yeah, it's very closely related to Tabasco too.
2: Before the era of gourmandise dawned in the late 1970s, paprika was widely overused to add color to wan-looking dishes. That's what we did in my house because we had a lot of wan-looking dishes. there. Wan,
1: W-A-N. Yes,
2: huh? Have you use, ever felt
1: like you're looking yen? How do I look today? You always look wan. <laughs> that, <laughs> that you know, it's 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 quite general. a it's quite a a life to li- have to live around that. <laughs> And all you ha- can do is just hang out on the tree and just <laughs> hope nobody beats you too too much. That
2: use and paprika in general fell out of favor, but it has other contributions to make. I like it particularly as an ingredient in cold sauces, notably rum Do you use yeah. that in rum
1: Do I like Do you rum-a-lot? use paprika in rum I, I usually do, and, and if you really? want to look for a really stellar huh. example of that. Arno's. Uh, Arno's, yeah. That's Arno's, you if you start digging in it a little bit, you don't have to do too much, you'll find and you'll realize that that is basically a bunch of paprika that's just been mixed together. Hmm. And uh, it works, I tell you what. It really makes a, a big difference.
2: That's interesting to know because I thought it was just like ketchup and, and Creole mustard.
1: Uh, did I mention on Friday? Well, it's, it, last, last Today, is Today, Today is Wednesday.
2: Today was Tuesday. Yeah. The day before that was Monday.
1: And yesterday... I came over here just uh, huffing and puffing, as I uh, all but ran from uh, from Jackson Are Square. You still
2: traumatized by that?
1: No, actually, I'm feeling really good about it. Good. Because I, I had to just blast along at about, I don't know, it's about uh, 15 blocks or something like that. About a but, mile
2: every two hours. Yeah.
1: <laughs> anyway, there I was. Trust and me, I've um, walked
2: with Tom. Go ahead.
1: Uh, and uh, where was I going I with know. that? I don't know.
2: The uh, version of arnos has a lot of paprika in it. it also, does. the old and apparently departed—I didn't know yeah. that—house salad dressing at Ruth's Chris was a vinaigrette with a lot of paprika. Yeah. Paprika and Parmesan cheese. Paprika is also a big ingredient in my version of barbecue shrimp. Think about paprika again, especially mm-hmm. the spicy kind.
1: Yeah. That that uh, even if you you don't know what you're doing really. Uh, try a couple of those things and stir them up a little bit as you go. Don't don't overload it at one time at the beginning, uh, and and see how you feel about it. It's not something we Americans eat a lot of, but when we have the good stuff, uh, I, uh, I then we then it's really worthwhile. There's all kinds of dishes you can make out of that. Uh, this is basically a, 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 a little balls of uh, paprika or paprika or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> It's
2: kind of like wearing a hat. Yeah. You can say paprika, but you feel a little silly. Should, so I, should I put my hat like, on? It's like wearing a hat. You can wear a hat, yeah. and if you want to make a statement, you can wear a hat, but you might feel a little silly also. Yeah. I haven't said this once yet, and I cannot believe it is already 16 minutes after the hour, and I haven't said 260 is the number to call we if you want to talk we? to us. We yes. have hmm. So we had a great evening last night.
1: Yeah, we sure did.
2: We went to. That was quite a party. We went to the Eat Fit Nola uh, book launch party, which, by the way, Molly Kimball is going to be on the show with us next Tuesday. Mm
1: -hmm. Molly Campbell. She's been on with us. Kimball. K Uh, K I M B A. She uh, has. I, I didn't know that before.
2: You've well, only I mean, had her uh, out about 12 uh, times. Yeah. Well, uh, I Molly Kimball th- is uh, going to be with us next Tuesday, so tune okay. in for that.
1: Yeah, she's a uh, she's dynamo. A dynamo, and she's also kind of a looker, too.
2: Yeah, she is. Yeah, yeah. She absolutely is.
1: But when you're in really good shape like that, it's probably easier to do.
2: Yeah. 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 Anyway. Yeah, we'll uh, just take that as a its party Face value. What? Uh, to celebrate. The Cookbook, which is a collaboration between Molly Kimball and Tori McPhail of Commander's Mm -hmm. Palace, and Oxner, where Molly has been toiling in hardly obscurity for five years, to get this now into 350 restaurants around town. Wow. So you can eat fit all over town, if you want. Yeah,
1: wow, what a good... uh yeah, anyway, we have
2: more to say about that, but let's just go ahead and, and uh, break right now and come back and finish out talking about that because there's okay. a lot to say and not enough time to say it right now. So two six zero six three six eight, if you would like to call us, you're listening to WWL, 105.3 FM, HD2.
1: Hi there. You're welcome uh, to get us over here right next to us, in fact, and across the street anywhere you want to be. Uh, it's the food show. All we do is talk about eating in restaurants and cooking in and, and restaurants. I said that already, yeah. Uh, but we cover the entire range. And uh, I hope you can take some time out to give us a call about the good places you've been to and the bad ones, too, if you've got some of those as well. 260-6368 is our telephone number. That's 260-6368. But the
2: burning question. The
1: burning question.
2: burning question is very simple.
1: Mm. Well, is I'm it, a perfect person to ask it of.
2: Is it paprika it, or paprika?
1: Oh, we're back on that again?
2: <laughs> no. I'm going to talk about uh, <laughs> last night. So we went to yeah. the Eat Fit NOLA launch party for the book. Yes. And uh, they had stations around Yep. where they were cooking grilled salmon with spaghetti swash, squash, and there was a really good pumpkin shooter. Did you did you have any of that pumpkin uh, soup?
1: No, I, I was trying to make my way over there because it looked good. It
2: was good. It was and really they had, a, they it was had a lot of
1: cheeses and a lot of vegetables hanging around there and. Uh,
2: well, not around that table, but anyway, they had um, they had this shooter, uh, pumpkin soup in a in a shot glass, and they had um, prosecco and iced tea. Drinks. Wow,
1: now that's something different.
2: Yeah. You, and I've,
1: I've got a, 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 a
2: hunch that I like that. I did. Yeah, um, yeah.
1: Uh, okay, you go ahead.
2: They had a Thai salad with grilled chicken and a tostada with tuna poke on it, and then they had this massive table, with, I mean, this gorgeous table with. Desserts everywhere. Did you eat any of those desserts, Tom?
1: Uh, I ate one. What was it? And actually, I ate several of the same thing. It was, was uh, it? cookies.
2: You ate the cookies. Were the cookies good?
1: Yeah, the cookies were okay. They were uh, they were you know kind of normal, but uh, good. <laughs>
2: they were diet cookies.
1: Di- well, of course, <laughs> I, I should have known. I How had, could I let that get past I me? I
2: had two uh, chocolate peanut butter cups. The chocolate was very dark chocolate and then there was a little stripe of peanut butter in it. And I, I thought that was really good. And then I realized that it was made with fake sugar and I was upset by that. Oh,
1: oh brother I well you have a steady
2: you have a steady diet of sugar in any form that you can get it so that's good but I don't ever eat that kind of stuff no and I, I did have it last night and I was a little oh my gosh what have I done but anyway uh, the cookbook it's gonna be really interesting it is, uh, it, I, it is
1: it's not out yet I wasn't clear on that well it's last it's night.
2: gonna be I think it is out actually and um if it's not out and you go someplace and you can't get it, I'm sure they can get it for you within the next week or so. Uh, I do believe that it's out, though. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's called Eat Fit, NOLA. Or the Eat, Eat Fit. Fit. It's called the Eat Fit Cookbook. That's the what it's
1: called. The Eat Fit Cookbook.
2: Yeah. And the recipes were developed by Tori McPhail. He's and, the executive
1: chef of Commander's yes, Palace, among and, several other things. He's got a, a bunch of jobs.
2: Mm-hmm. And T. Martin...
1: Who is the boss lady at Commander's Palace, mm-hmm. and you're not going to tell her otherwise because if yeah. you do, I will tell you otherwise myself. Okay.
2: Well, she's she, the one, you know. Yeah, she was there yeah. as um, as sort of the director of things, and it was it was a lovely party. But it anyway, was. we did not eat a lot because there were only a couple of things to eat and we didn't you know we didn't want to keep going. Tell doing me the about that. Like what? I I ate a lot of berries off the table and uh, Mary Lee said if you hit that table one more time I'm going to push you away. <laughs> so I didn't and um and there was I wonder how many desserts were left at the end of the evening though cuz there were people not they weren't really hitting that table too much.
1: Well also there were a lot of people There, there were a and, lot of and people And it was there. hard to get there around. There were lots of people there. And uh, so uh, I think they probably did have some leftovers.
2: Anyway, uh uh, so we went. We tried to go to Thalia after,
1: Thalia
2: after that, which is in just the worst neighborhood. And
1: uh, <laughs> I don't know how bad it really was. I and but here's two things it's I knew about bad. that restaurant. One of them is that uh, the sound level, because it was a small restaurant, a lot of hard surfaces, and they were flinging around a lot of uh, uh,
2: food dishes,
1: food and dishes, and, and, and glass stands. and other. And uh, in addition to that, they had these uh, graphics painted on or on the walls that I find them very disturbing for some reason. I can't even explain it. Tom but,
2: was traumatized trying to go to the bathroom because well, they didn't have a yeah, male they, or female. They had a couple of had things make, drawn on the door. It was not your kind of place, Tom. It was it was so hip. Yeah. You, you Well, you, you can't even, love everything unless it's somebody wonderful. You don't even register on the hip meter. I mean, you're just ah. not. You can't even sniff the hip, hip meter. So, so, um, but everyone that was in there was certainly all the hippest people in town who were operating their own hip places, and it was very small, and, uh, and there wasn't a table, and so even though it was kind of late, we got there like at 8.15 or so, uh, but that's mm-hmm. kind of the shank of the evening for these kind of people. So, um, we were there shortly, I mean, just briefly, and uh, it was an interesting thing to see, but um, Mary Lee and I will go back on our own at some point. Good. <laughs> yeah. And then we went over wait, to – show- Wait, wait,
1: wait. Before wait. You, before you move on, if I may do this. Certainly. I'm offering for free uh, to people who want to open their own bars just, you know, for to be in the bar business. People still do that. And uh, you – or it might have been just something I heard somewhere else, but it was just in the last couple of minutes um, – a great name for a new bar. What's that? Shank of the Evening.
2: Yeah, that is a good idea. Isn't that a good name? That's a very good idea.
1: Shank of the Evening. Okay, if you get one, let okay. me know and I'll look at it. Okay. Yeah?
2: All right, then. Anyway, uh, we left. We left, and you left Yeah. And went over to uh, Dab's on the way ah,
1: home. you Tell about it. I, I I will say, okay, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead you know you, what I'm going to say.
2: No, I don't know what you're going to say.
1: Still too soon. The place just opened. Okay. And so I my expectations are not awfully bad. I mean, we're talking about a really good chef here. It's chef. No, as I was
2: going to say, everything I've had there has been delicious. I had okay. short ribs last night. Yeah. And I had sheep's head. The only, a, I the only had thing I could complain about was the price.
1: I had uh, Sheep's Head, which I was very happy with. They yeah, had, had, they had Sheep's
2: Head over spinach with Brown almondine. butter and yeah. uh,
1: some uh, almonds. Yeah. yeah.
2: And uh, Mary Lee had a wedge salad, and he brought out some garlic bread for her. And uh, there were fried green tomatoes on the table. And, I mean, I haven't had anything there that I didn't love. You know, it it yeah. was good. I thought it was good. I'm not not a fan of the place. The physical property yeah. does not move me. It's not my style at all. But... I do like their music. Yeah, You have Sinatra in the background all the time, which I like. Uh, but it's um it's going to be interesting to see how that restaurant develops and unfolds. And it's I called Dabs yeah, right? D A B S. it's, it's, it's That's... a collaboration between uh, Duke and the Giorlando's of Giorlando's fame in Metairie, and uh, you know those are two good restaurateurs. So yeah. You know, it and should in the uh, same neighborhood, more or it less. It should evolve into something nice. I yeah. do wish they'd change the color on the walls, though. I'm just saying.
1: Well, sooner or later.
2: Anyway, uh, also in your almanac is if something we talked about last week. Just because we ran into it at Delmonico, but crab meat Remick. Crab meat remic? Yeah, Edible that's that's a very bizarre.
1: Day. That's it was a bizarre. Uh, coincidence, because... Yeah, I know. I, I love that dish. Yes, uh, I know. Crab meat... Uh...
2: I don't. Huh? You don't? I've never liked that dish. No? What is it? It's like a chili sauce with crab meat, isn't it? That's it's how kinda you like do it, It's kind of like that, right? yeah. Yeah. I, I like the version at Del Monaco. It was Ooh. the least offensive crab meat remick I've ever had. Noted. I mean, that's not what you... Sh- that's not, that shouldn't be like your barometer, your goal for a dish, but it was the least offensive crab meat remic I've ever had. Which was named for a member of the New York Stock Exchange.
1: The president, no less, in the 1800s, late yeah. 1800s. Well, it was in
2: 1920 that they created the dish at ah. the Plaza Hotel it, in Manhattan.
1: And it, it had the quality of a New Orleans kind of a dish. For, I don't know why. It just it struck me that way. But they have lots and lots of oh, crab probably meat. Probably
2: because you had it in New Orleans and not 1920 at the Plaza.
1: Well, yeah, that's probably true. But but, but in 1920 in uh, that part of the world, they had plenty of crab uh, Crab meat. In, they still uh, have it in that y- part of still, the world. Yeah. Still, that's I'm right. sure, a
2: lot of great crab meat being consumed all over Manhattan. But anyway, the Caribbean room at the Train.
1: They were uh, famous for it.
2: Yes. Um, they brought it back on the menu in 2016 when they reopened. And it is. So it's not. I guess it's not at Jack Rose. I think it could be at could Jack be. Rose. You know what? I remember when we went to the Train Hotel and had crab meat remick then, it was grossly overpriced. It was on a shell, Hmm. and it was just a little smidge, just a little taste of something. And I thought, wow, this is uh, drastically in need of reworking. I would definitely not order it again. I'm going to look at the menu at Jack Rose and see if it's still there, but uh, I would not be surprised if it isn't. Anyway, um, crab meat remick is your edible dictionary word for the day. Two six zero six three six eight is the number. I'm going to go ahead and look up that. Go ahead and look up that uh, menu, Tom, so uh, you can. Which menu? The the menu at the at Jack Rose. Oh, bet oh, okay. You, I'll bet you they have it at Jack Rose.
1: Uh, last time I was there, they did have it. Yeah. Uh, they just didn't it do we it went very that well. That
2: night that we went?
1: I can't remember if it was that night or not, but I I know I've I've actually eaten that there at least twice.
2: Uh, at and, the Poncha Train. At though. the Poncha Train. But it was Poncha Train. You know, yeah. When it used
1: to be the Poncha Train, okay. right? Okay.
2: All right, so back to Crab Meat Remake and see if there's anything else that you need to say in there. No, not really. We had, good, we had a good version of it at uh, Delmonico the other night.
1: And they're the ones yes. who, yeah, they're making a specialty out of it. It's way up there at the top of the line, up yeah. at the top of the, uh, the menu. Okay. It's the food show, Two six zero six three six eight. he said.
2: Nicholas Appert was Nicholas. born today in 1749
1: in chalons sur marne Oh, I'm glad to know that. Who? And what is he?
2: Uh, He changed the world of food by finding that if you fill a container with food, heat it to the boiling point of water, and seal the container in an airtight way, it will preserve the food in something like a natural state for an extended period of time. Mm -hmm. In other words, canning. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, that about covers it. Yeah, which is now the most widely used method of preserving food in the world. Appert also invented the bouillon cube. Oh, thank you very much a uh, highly reduced stock with salt and a bit of starch added to keep it from spoiling. It's an easy, if not particularly good, way of obtaining a quick stock. Does anybody use bouillon cubes still? Uh, I,
1: I, I think a, a certain number of people do. Uh, it's very old-fashioned. Yeah, it is. But we have gotten into the process of using stock directly you can buy it you can buy stock in a can now
2: or in a a carton
1: but uh, this is basically the same idea except it's cooked down and and it gets pretty pretty thick it's
2: dried out it's it's dried out yeah yeah Yeah.
1: and uh then from from there you just have to roll your dice
2: it's uh, and you could actually roll it because it is about the size yeah. of a dice, ah. actually. A die, as they say. 260 you're listening to WWL 105.3 FM HD2. Yeah.
1: We are still in uh, the early seconds and minutes and uh, even hours of the food show here on 105.3 FM HD2. I am Tom Fitzmaurice, and hanging around with us is uh, Marianne. And the
2: sidecar.
1: The sidecar. You want to know I would the never
2: whole? ride in a sidecar. You wouldn't? No.
1: Well, I mean it would be bad enough to put to have a bicycle on or a motorcycle. Don't well, you think? Well, it's bad
2: enough to ride in the passenger seat of your car, Tom, much less a sidecar.
1: Mm, yeah, you're probably right. Yeah.
2: Anyway, uh two six zero six three six eight. The question of the day is paprika or paprika?
1: Yeah, that again. <laughs>
2: it's going to be a silly running theme on the show. Doug checked the menu at uh at Jack Rose and said it is and I quote rem- "remicless." So there will be no uh chance to have um Crab meat remick there, it's, you know, that is a very old-fashioned kind of dish, and nothing old-fashioned can be found at Jack Rose now. So don't even, uh, don't even think bad. about it is the name for that, or the, well, the I bet advice they, I have to give for you for that. Don't even think about anything old-fashioned at Jack Rose.
1: I, I bet they're still doing those uh, the uh, pies. With, okay,
2: the mile-high high pie, high pie. Mile no? pie is not old-fashioned. The mile-high pie is... Delicious and iconic. I think there's a difference in iconic and, and old-fashioned, and iconic yeah, oh, yeah. and cool.
1: Yeah, because uh, to My in high order high to be an cool. icon, you have to be productive and smart.
2: Well, I think that I think that you can be iconic and cool, and you can be iconic and old-fashioned. Name I one. Think those are two. What? Which one? Someone. You are iconic and old-fashioned.
1: Old iconic. And no, fashion. old
2: conic. although oh. that is a great hybrid. I used to old have a, noise a long time <laughs> old ago. old conic, I love it, Tom, Tom, yeah, that's you. you are old conic. <laughs> you are absolutely yeah, old conic yeah. and, uh, and absolutely and I knew I
1: had to get, accomplish something in my life there
2: you go uh yeah. today in nineteen thirty five this is a kind of macabre thing, but Ooh. i i I Ooh. disagree fervently. <laughs> with your your conclusion on it. Today in nineteen thirty five the chop house massacre took place in Newark, New Jersey.
1: The Chop House?
2: Yeah, I'd never even heard of this. Me Dutch neither. Schultz, the leader of the Jewish it. branch of organized crime around New York, was murdered in the men's room of the palace chop house and tavern, along with several of his henchmen. He was eating a mutton chop At the time, since then, mutton chops have become very unpopular. I have to say, Tom, I don't think the unpopularity of mutton chops has anything to do with the massacre. I think the unpopularity of mutton chops is that they're not very good.
1: (laughs) Well, not everybody likes them, but I like them. You do, really? I do, yeah. No, wait, did you say mutton chops? Mutton, mutton. Mutton chops, you have to be I don't even like the name mutton. The perfect mood to be in it because it you do get a, a <laughs> lot so. of a lot of uh, gamey sort of yeah. flavor. So I take it back. Uh, like
2: I, <laughs> chewy and just like think about it, you're eating you're eating an old sheep.
1: That's about it's, right.
2: Maybe it's an old conic sheep, but it's still an old sheep. Yeah. Yeah. No, and then thank it you. gets blown away. No, thank you. I think that mutton chops are unpopular, having nothing to do with that uh, awful. Uh, events but they're just not they're just not good
1: on another topic I, I this isn't to just brag or anything no, fine, go ahead. but to this week so far today is uh, Wednesday is it yeah not? Mm-hmm. okay yeah uh, yesterday and also the the days preceding that on the on the weekend the week before that we have had some wonderful shows over here I mean we've had lots and lots of people with really interesting topics. And uh, that is open to everybody. You don't have to have a, a one of those things chow that you number. check off to make sure, yeah, chow number, you don't <laughs> need one of those. And uh, all you need to do is give us a call at two six zero six three six eight. And if it's about food and you have a question about it, or if you want to make up something, if you want to c- come on with something different and new, give us a call. We'd love to uh, to hear what it's about. And if you want to keep it a secret, I won't tell anybody. Speaking of secrets, I know one. I cannot believe. I
2: cannot believe yeah. you're actually saying that. Why? I cannot believe that you are saying that. I'm not, we I'm are not moving saying on. what it is. We are moving on. Uh, I. I <laughs> I knew that I shouldn't have been on the phone with you, listening, Tom. I knew that. Anyway, two six zero six three six eight is the number. We were talking about paprika earlier in relation to Hungarian food, because Hungary today broke away from the communist uh, USSR, and uh, that is why it's in the almanac for today. But you know what? What Hungarian food? reminds me of when i finally did have
1: paprika a
2: re- <laughs> no when i thought, it's not paprika it's paprika, paprika. in, hun- in paprika. hungary paprika if you're in hungary we'll give you t- if you're in america you have the option of saying paprika or paprika but if you're in hungary it's only paprika beep beep remember that so um when i when i finally did have it at the cafe core, if anyone is going to Budapest, uh, I had this really delicious, unbelievably stove hot uh, goulash, which was kind of was kind of a an updated goulash. It's not what I expected goulash to be. but um it makes me think of beef stew. Don't you like beef stew? I love beef stew, and that's what I wanted to say. I would like to hear from anybody who is as much a fan of beef stew as I am. And how do you eat beef stew? Like if you were to make a beef stew with celery, carrots, onion, turnips, whatever you put into a beef stew, do you always eat it over rice?
1: In this country we do, in uh, most of the rest of the, uh, in Europe for sure, but uh, largely in, in New Orleans and, and very certainly in uh, 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 French establishments, uh-huh. uh, you have something that's very different uh, from what
2: it's, it's not called beef stew what is the name for it in uh in france
1: you know i was a, i was afraid you were going to ask me that because <laughs> i i know the answer to it but it's not a cassoulet
2: it's not it's not a cassoulet it's a duck that's a different yeah, story that's a duck and bean thing okay so it's michael a, 75 call us and tell us what beef stew in france is
1: called um, yeah, it's, it's a long word, and it'll come to me it, when oh, it's... Oh, bourguignon? Uh, no. Bourgignon? No, that's not you it. you sure? I think yeah. it is, Tom. Alan is on the phone, and he's going to straighten us out, we think, I maybe. I
2: think it's bourguignon. Hi, Alan.
1: Bourguignon? I don't, I don't think that's it. Oh. Right, uh, wait. Uh, Alan? Alan, welcome to our show. Well, thank you very much. Um, you know,
2: my... Julia uh, Child it, it, loved it. It, it. Go ahead, uh, Alan? Pay no attention to the old conic Tom. Go ahead. I
0: pay a lot of attention to Tom, but uh, and and uh, let me say, I I'm, this show has been great. Um, but I love your show. Yeah, and I oh, thank you. I think I've told you in various ways that um, it's it's always great, whether or not people call. It's 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 a blast just listening to you both.
2: I think. Well, thank you. You both.
0: Well.
1: Everybody I mean, a, tells me what a great sense of humor I have. That's about 10%, and the other uh, 90% seem to have other ideas. Lord knows why.
2: <laughs> I'm in the 90%. A, anyway, go ahead, Alan. Well,
0: you're both a complete package. There is no greater show on the radio. And, and mm, hands wow, out. thank you. Um, and, and, you know, speaking of shows, there is a – I don't know if I'd call it a cooking show. Um, but up here in Seattle, there's a chef. Tom Douglas is his name. I don't know if you're familiar with the name. And
1: he. Well, he owns, we're not related.
0: Uh, no, no. relation. No. Um, no. So Tom Douglas is a, a well-known chef up here. And on Saturdays, he and another chef uh, who is French and has a very, fr- uh, very French accent. Um, and he owns a restaurant or two up here as well. But Tom Douglas owns a. I won't say a chain. He because they're a variety. Just a, he owns various places. Um, uh, most of them, I want to say downtown. But anyways, he has a show, and it doesn't. Uh, oh, it doesn't even come close. Um, nobody calls in. I think it's in front of a live audience. Oh wow! Um, and they just, yeah, they talk about cooking. Um, they don't talk about restaurants outside of mm. their own. Oh, it's and two different
1: that, endeavors.
0: That's it. That's it. They talk about what they have in their restaurants and, and dishes that they cook, and, and oh, they Oh, really? Chef.
2: So it's like a yeah. long commercial. Wow. Okay.
0: Kinda. <laughs> uh, yeah. And, and they have wine people on too, because Washington State uh, does. Uh, we have some very good wines. Um, I yes, rarely you buy do. You do. A wine that's um, outside of the area here, because they are so good, but. Uh, Wait,
1: oh, what so. what uh what uh part of He's the world seattle. i i know that but you've got seattle and you uh, seattle and uh it's a pretty big uh state uh
2: you know well, seattle seattle i was going to mention shut, shut Washington. <laughs> thanks dog go ahead i don't
0: know if you can get it yeah you, you know i was listening one day last week and you mentioned tillamook uh tillamook i love tillamook yes now that's I was surprised you folks down there know Telemoc because it's an an Oregon uh, establishment or I guess farm, you could say. And um, I just thought it was a Northwest thing. I didn't think you'd get Telemoc. Well, the good
2: stuff does tend to get out, Alan. You know, I am absolutely (laughs) obsessed with Beecher flagship cheese too.
0: Oh, that is so good. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what I put on my um, my Dungeness crab mm. when I make that uh, a gratin and um, the oyster lady's uh, little. No, she's uh, now
2: the kooky F- oyster broad. <laughs> you know, I,
0: I don't want to start that. No, she you loves can't. it. She
2: loves it. She sent me a text saying she's dying.
0: Oh, okay, she loves it. So- Oh, I, I didn't know whether or not she'd heard it. She's familiar no, she loves with it. it. I,
2: she didn't hear it because she was on vacation, but I texted her telling her what happened, and she said, oh, gosh, I love it. Oh, She'll be on Friday, by the way.
0: Oh, yeah? Well, yeah. she's she's, she's awesome. Oh, pardon me. There's a, I'm, I'm in the parking lot right now, and there's a, a guy um, playing some uh, a kid with his uh, phone with rap music. I'm going to. But anyways, uh, we were talking – you were talking about goulash, I think, Hungarian goulash. Yes.
1: Uh, Sort of.
0: I have a – I had a a friend – well, I think I told you Peter's Pizza. Uh, We went into business together, and we had a uh, pizza parlor uh, for a few years up on uh, Magazine Street. But but, Mm -hmm. so Peter – Peter was Hungarian, and he made – he made a uh, Hungarian uh, goulash, um, which just took hours and hours, and yeah. everything a went in too um, Yeah, and, and you're, you're, you're right getting
1: on. you're getting a lot of uh, a, a lot of what comes out of the uh, the pot when you start putting in this all this stock, especially when it starts glazing a little bit. You can uh, move that along oh. a little bit. But hey, uh, right. I but can he I? Yeah. <laughs> yeah okay go ahead. Well, I, just let me uh, I, before If before had
2: I, a live show this is the part where I would kick Tom yeah. on the shoulder go okay. ahead
1: uh anyway at the beginning of uh this little segment of it someone wanted to know about um uh the that sort of beef stew and we kept going back and forth yeah. with the one it turns out to be the right one after all beef bourguignon, but yeah. it's usually spelled b o e u uh, f and then b o g you know all the rest of it and uh that was the uh Recipe that um,
2: Julia, Child.
1: Julia Child was very yes. well known for because it was thought of in in France as a really classic, uh, uh, one of the things that you build the whole cuisine right. upon kind of thing. And uh, then it spread. And everybody kept telling Julia Child that she couldn't uh, do something like that because she wasn't French. Well, uh, she took care of that.
2: Yeah, she did everything yeah. like that. Okay, I'm going to whack Tom on the shoulder. Go ahead, Alan. Go back to your story yeah, about, about Peter's that, pizza Alan. and the Hungarian partner.
0: Yeah, but so my so Peter, my Hungarian partner, uh, he would make uh, Hungarian goulash uh, very differently from my mom um, as far as um, uh, the meat. My mom would use brisket, but then again, she would. Um and my my partner used chicken, whole yes, chicken, chicken, but you but said? but
1: yes, chicken, bonnet. Chicken
2: and goulash.
1: Yeah, sure. You, you can make it. a stick stock with that.
2: Well, you know that would be, uh, I think, hortobaji hortobiage or something like that. <laughs> Go ahead.
0: Well, I agree. I, yeah, it has something to do with because my mom, you know, uh, she was still living at the time, and I said, mom. Yeah uh Peter's you know he's he's from Hungary and uh he makes it with chicken she said no that's just you know it's wrong but and you've spoken about this before Marianne about um you know, eastern jewish uh eastern yes, european yes. jewish cooking
1: yeah so I,
0: and and i think it's kind of like gumbo there is no uh right recipe that everyone must follow you know it's it's, it's not something yeah. that well, it's kind of
2: a method gumbo. of cooking, you know.
0: I think so. You yeah. know, there are, there are certain things you would not put in gumbo. Um, yeah. And I see that a lot up here, and I always uh, uh, get angry when we're in restaurants. <laughs> I would never. I only order gumbo. It's a travesty. Person, yes. Mm-hmm. But um, and I I mentioned that in my article about the um, uh, hoodats in Seattle. Yes. That, um Ellen, uh, you have Kevin to write Bates. some
2: more stuff for us. I liked that article. I'm gonna, I'm gonna well, contact I... you about doing that. All right. Let me ask you this: Your mom, yeah. was she yeah. from the old country? Like, she was a, an Eastern yeah. European Jew? Yes,
0: yes, indeed. I, I'm and, first and generation. And from what country? So my, my mom and my dad were both born in Eastern, uh, Eastern part of Germany, uh, Berlin.
2: Okay. Okay.
0: Yep. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh.
2: Okay, so that's not really Hungarian, but that's getting over in no. that direction. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's no, this but... thing called H O R T B as in boy A G Y I, and it's a crepe with um, meat and sauce in between. And um, and I asked about it because I'd heard about it as a as a ground meat thing and then i asked about it when i was in hungary last year and they told me that it's a chicken thing mm. so maybe what you're talking about is hortobiagi or whatever it's called and that and your mom is talking about goulash
1: it's got possibility this, this guy that
2: was your partner he wasn't like first generation was he uh no Okay. Wait, yes, yes,
0: yes, yes. He was. Excuse me. Oh, his he came parents, from from Hungary. Well, he was not born. When I say first generation, he was a, a first generation American, as I am. Um, his parents were from Hungary. My parents were for, from okay, Germany. Okay, so
2: his parents. Um, so he was. But yeah. said, uh, second on, generation. On
0: my dad's Okay. Side, I, okay. I quickly is that, and when you're Jewish, you probably have relatives or people from various parts of uh, Eastern the old Europe country. and my, on oh, my world. dad.
1: Uh, really?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. But um, yeah, because uh, they moved All around. All right, both, Alan. Both, as both. always, yeah.
2: most interesting. <laughs> now, now, if your if your partner was from Hungary, then yeah. is it paprika or paprika?
0: He called it paprika.
2: Of course, they did. Yes. But yeah. do you call it paprika? Paprika. Paprika. All right.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, in the second course of our show today, we will explore why it is that nobody likes to eat paprika anymore. And we'll remember that and we'll take care of it uh, after the news. Do we have any sponsors today? who think you're who going, need to be? Alan.
2: I think that means you're, well, uh, that means you're No, done. you stay
1: as long as you want. That's how we are. No, I'd have to
2: go back to work. <laughs> well, I was about to say, Alan's probably got kids waiting for him. They're probably wondering, hey, where's our teacher? All right. Goodbye, uh, Alan. All right. Thank and you, as always. Excellent. 260 is the number. Yes, we do have a New Orleans hamburger yeah? and seafood, Tom. Would you like to say Get a it. few words about it? No, you know what? I think I'll do it this time. Okay, go right. ahead. New Orleans hamburger and seafood appropriately named they are mostly about burgers and about seafood yep. if you get a burger from their extensive burger menu you will get a burger that is crispy not crispy it's crunchy on the not crunchy it's close crusty, it's crusty that's that's a good word. on the outside and juicy on the inside and if you are getting seafood you will get it hot really hot because it isn't cooked until you order it. It is greaseless, golden brown, it's delicious, it is uh, crunchy the way it should be, you know, and uh, you can get it spice if you ask for it. spice means it's kicked up a notch. You can get it on a platter or you can get it on a poor boy. They also have big salads that are crisp. And, uh, and and interesting, just really interesting salads. They have local dishes that are excellent, and they have sandwiches as well. All of this is done in a fast, casual environment. And there are ten locations around town. Don't miss their char-grilled oysters, which no. are new to the menu.
1: I don't know if you heard it in the last report of, of CBS News right above uh, this uh, what? broker. What about it? Uh, they had been talking about how – badly the oyster beds have been oh. uh, Im- uh hurt by the uh various
2: the, latest disasters. well the main thing is.
1: was all the flooding uh, oh, uh, yeah. uh-huh. tides that came in mm-hmm. from lake pontchartrain fresh water is yeah is part of it and it is uh has really made a, a time this year of itself but you can still get them everywhere you go. You know, I but
2: the uh, price went up today at lunch. It,
1: yeah, <gasps> yeah, and it, you, it went, it usually up they wait. Went
2: a, a Well, not a dollar a, dollar, a piece. Yeah. No, it went up two dollars for a half dozen. So, well, anyway, but you need your fix of char grilled oysters, Tom. So I told yeah. him, bring it on anyway. Is there a point you think where it would get to be too expensive, where it's not worth it to you? Yeah. Really?
1: Mhm. Yeah, I think I've about had them for now. Oh, really? Yeah. I think my favorite way of eating oysters is raw oysters.
2: Everywhere we go.
1: I know. Everywhere we go, no matter where it is, we always get a bunch of uh, charbroiled oysters.
2: Yeah, because Tom eats the oyster and I eat the little nurdles of cheese. Nurdles? That are... uh, crusted to the to the shell. Oh, we have to we have to stop for the news. For the news, I yes. know.
1: I was All right, we'll be not back let you Euro,
2: 6368 in. if you want to get on the phone with us, you're listening to WWL 105.3 FM da, ba, da, HD2 ba, ba, ba. with the old mm. conic Tom.
1: Yes. All of this uh coming to you as we go into the second course of our program, here on 105.3 FM HD2, 260-6368 to call us. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance.